0: Hello and welcome to the latest interview in our Women in Funds series. I'm Emma Danforth, a London-based funds and asset management partner, and I'm delighted to introduce today's guest speaker, Lorna Brown. Lorna's the Chief Executive Officer at Birchwood Real Estate Capital, with over 22 years experience across real estate equity and debt, having worked for an impressive list of organizations, including Blackstone, RBS, and Delancey, to name a few. One of the reasons I'm delighted Lorna's kindly agreed to be interviewed today it's because it's a particularly exciting time in her career as she left her role as head of capital markets at Delancey to establish Birchwood Real Estate Capital last year. Lorna, thank you so much for agreeing to participate in the interview. It's been a great experience both professionally and personally working with you so I'm thrilled that we've got the opportunity today to share your thoughts with a wider audience.
1: Oh, thanks Emma, I, uh, delighted to be here so uh, thank you for the opportunity to join you.
0: Excellent, so without further ado let's move on to our first question. So if you could pick a couple of key points
1: in your career, what would they be? Thank you. Uh, one thing I would say about my uh, career is that it's probably not been linear. Uh, and I'm sure many people could say the same, but I've followed a journey through initially uh, my degrees took me towards planning and then uh, land economy. And then my, uh, my roles in various different firms have taken me from uh, real estate directly through banking and into the funds industry. So in terms of what the big uh, touch points or decisions were, I think it's probably a combination of decisions rather than uh, one particular event. But from my perspective, I think that it really comes back to being open to to making those decisions and sort of being brave enough to to make the leap. So, as you mentioned, or you kindly mentioned in the intro, um I've recently taken the step or the leap to uh, move to set up a new asset manager called Birchwood Real Estate Capital um that was clearly a big decision in the scope of things having worked for a range of institutions and managers but a hugely exciting one uh and one that i think i i would say to people it's um uh, it, it's good to be brave <laughs> uh, it's good to take that step and i think that's probably for me has been one of the uh, the defining points over my my career it's being open it's seeing the opportunities and it's probably uh taking the decision to um to take them where you can I think I'd absolutely
0: echo that because I think looking at my career entirely about being open, I think when I started as a trainee, I'm not quite sure I actually knew what a fund was. <laughs> it's not really something you do at law school. Um, but actually, I did a seat in kind of the funds department and then you kind of see the whole industry that was clearly rapidly expanding. And so I think it's about not assuming too, too early on in your career what those doors might be. And I think the big challenge we're seeing in our industry at the moment is definitely around kind of ADS and technology. And so for me, it's actually about kind of upskilling on that learning curve. And it's something I'd never have envisaged when I qualified as being something that was very much my day to day. Now kind of moving on, and I want to spend a bit more time on sponsorship and mentorship, because I think for me, that's been really key to where I've been kind of becoming a partner at A&O. And in particular, one of the things I've noticed is that at different stages of my career, my mentor has been a different person because I've needed different things and different support. And so I wondered if you could talk a bit about the value of sponsorship and mentorship in your career and kind of when is the right time to ask for a mentor or sponsor or indeed to become one?
1: I think there's a lot made of sort of the formal roles of mentor or sponsor. And I think actually much of it boils down to sort of asking for help if you need it. uh, It's being open to suggestions. Um, I sort of reflect on this and think that actually what many of us need throughout our career are probably advocates People who are happy to speak for you—that doesn't necessarily make them a sponsor, and it doesn't necessarily make them a mentor. But it means that what you have is the fact that, um, at different times, as you say, <laughs> uh, you might need different perspective or advice. But I think if you focus on establishing your own brand, being sort of true to yourself, and and and, and using that as a a way to carry yourself forward, I think that what you will often find is that people are always nine times out of ten I think people are happy to help particularly if you seek their advice and um, so I think I would see to people in terms of your career and progression look out towards people that you think are doing a great job if you have the opportunity to cross over with them to to take five minutes of their time then then that is that is very welcome but but also as you say don't assume that it sort of will do you for all of your career it's one of the things that you have to adapt to change we've all probably seen more change in the last three or four years (laughs) than we expected whether that be technology changing working patterns etc but i do think that the interaction with people is critically important to us all so be it a sponsor or a mentor i think for me it's about um people have been open to um to taking my call to, 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 to listening to my request and and i would say it's important to pay that back uh, when you can, but I think that it's probably, as you see, it's an evolution rather than an attachment to sort of an individual sponsor or mentor that will allow people to um, to probably get the most out of uh, uh, seeing the industry and, and other people's experiences. I think that's a really important
0: point you brought out there as well, that, you know, we always associate mentorship with being quite a long standing relationship, but actually sometimes it is as little as having that one five-minute call or, you know, saying to somebody, you know, what do you think in a big room of people? And so for people out there wanting to kind of better mentor and support, particularly women in the industry, it can be something as small as doing that and looking out for other people in the room who want those opportunities. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I, I think that's take like a nice next question. So um, obviously the kind of asset management industry is quite male dominated. And so I wonder if you had, had faced any particular challenges as a female professional, and if so, how you've dealt with those?
1: I, I think in all industries, uh, I think we've come a long way. Um, and I think that there's been a huge amount of progress but that clearly doesn't mean that we're anywhere near where we need to be on the uh, on the diversity scale Um, and I would say for people what would I say I'd say sort of embrace the diversity particularly as a a woman in a male-dominated industry having a different perspective can be valuable Uh, it's something sometimes to celebrate rather than necessarily to feel that you have to overcome Um, and I would say in terms of the, the steps that have been in my career, when I when I started work in the late 90s, um, the, the real estate industry and actually obviously the investment industry were all very male dominated. And from my perspective, I think at that time I was probably more concerned about being the young person without the experience, rather than being concerned about being the only female. And I think we see much better stats now, but I think that what we have to do is sort of place the responsibility with everybody. Uh, it's not for females to fix the problem Uh, it's for all to address Uh, and that's something that i would suggest that uh, is to the benefit of corporates it's to the benefit of investors it's to the benefit of society um so I, i think that we've got to recognize that there can be differing challenges as you go forward for example uh for females particularly often retention is the challenge rather than initial attraction and that's one of the things that i've probably seen over my career, and it's one of the areas that I think that we all, as a responsibility, as you progress and as you become promoted, I probably found that there were less peers as you moved forward. And that's something that if we can try and encourage people to stay, um, then I think that will be something that will make a bigger difference as we go forward. There's a huge amount of talent out there. What we want to make sure is that we don't lose it midway through people's careers. Uh, I know you've got young children as well, Emma, and I think that Quite often, people assume the responsibility falls primarily to the female. And I think that's something that we all have a. the new approach to working, flexible working, hybrid working. All those sorts of things will be things that hopefully go towards that retention um, and help sort of improve the balance uh, that we've made some steps on, but we've still got some way to go. Absolutely. And
0: I think just tying to that last point, one thing I find quite interesting is, in addition to perhaps, you know, the default being that things fall onto women, the assumption of childcare. There's also, I think, um, benevolent kindness in the workplace. People wouldn't invite you to a networking event because they assume you'll want to be at home with your children. And um, I think one of the big changes I've seen actually in the last three or four years is people just asking you and saying, oh, there's an evening event, would you like to come? (laughs) Um, And making it your decision rather than somebody trying to kind of rule you out because of something they think um, might be an issue for you.
1: And I've seen that too in terms of actually a little bit more mindfulness of other people's uh, circumstances, not to exclude them, but but actually to change how people do events. So sometimes there've been morning events, if so that's easier, sometimes there have been during day events, just a little bit of sort of um, alternative options in there, I think allows people to meet all of the workforce uh, rather than just with specific groups. So yeah, I think um, hopefully uh, change is, is, is starting. And I
0: think being, while we're being a bit more reflective, what advice would you give to your younger self? Is there anything you regret doing or not doing when you were younger? That we, could, that we can share in this forum.
1: <laughs> uh, <yeah. laughs> yes, uh, that could be quite a broad-ranging question, but um, oh, uh, what I'd probably say is that um, it's okay to make mistakes. Um, I'd probably say that what is important about mistakes is probably to own them um and to and to learn from them, and hopefully not to repeat them. Uh, would probably be the um the advice there. I think that it's important to be true to yourself that you don't have to imitate others, sort of be authentic would probably be uh, what I would uh, challenge myself on in terms of sort of looking backwards. but I think it's it's a it's a strange mixture because I would I, I would advocate people being impatient in terms of looking for opportunities seeking them out taking them but I'd also advocate and this is a bit contrary being patient in terms of the long term and where you're going with your career so um, I think there's a a a couple of mixed uh, mixed messages in there but I would say that um, don't worry keep looking forward keep moving forward that's probably the um, uh, the best perspective for people and, uh, and and be brave. I think it just really, I'd noted
0: some answers down to these questions myself and they exactly mirror that equally with the contradictions. So, you know, I had to kind of, you know, seek out those opportunities. The things I regret were when I didn't do some things I felt it was pushing me out of my comfort zone and I wish I had put my hand up and said, yes, they're the kind of things I most usually regret, but equally at the same time, it's definitely a marathon, not a sprint. And, you know, you don't want that person signing up for everything on day one. Um, I suppose. Moving on, I always find it kind of useful to hear what other professionals in the industry have done and the best bit of advice I've ever had and actually the advice I normally share if I'm asked for it is this kind of piece around saying yes to opportunities and if the opportunities you want aren't presenting them to kind of go out and find them. You know, the classic example, you're not invited to a key meeting. I mean, just saying, actually, do you mind if I come along? I'd find it really helpful. Like you said earlier, nine times out of 10, people just haven't thought of something and the answer is yes, they want to help you. Um. I suppose from your perspective, if you could give one piece of advice to professionals in the funds and analyst management industry, what would it be? Or two pieces if that's helpful. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think um, be confident, believe in yourself. I think it's very hard to ask other people to believe in you if you don't believe in yourself. So I think we've got to really sort of start with that, with that point. Um, don't hang back for fear of change. Don't wait for uh, things to come. But but I would say that um, you won't always know all of the answers. The question sometimes is, or, or the better point sometimes, is to know which questions to ask. And, and I would say to people, don't be afraid to ask questions. So if I'm summing that up in terms of advice for people, I would say that, that it would be to to grasp those opportunities or to go looking for them um, and, and to really take the, opportunity to think laterally and broadly and and, and be present because I think by being there you're much more likely to find that next opportunity Um, and I think that's that will help people sort of progress their careers. Excellent and I think what I would add to that is
0: I think in order to do all of these things that we've been talking about you just need to find the industry and the role that you're passionate about because actually to kind of have that energy that's what makes you give you the strength I suppose to do all of these things and so I suppose um. You know, for me, actually, the funds and asset management is something I'm quite passionate about. So I think I'd like to kind of end with a more technical question, <laughs> since um, but obviously we're living in quite an unprecedented time economically, there's inflation, turmoil in the market, high interest rates. And I think there's just the start of quite a long list of um, challenges at the moment. And I suppose it'd be interesting to hear a bit about how your fund is adapting to those market conditions.
1: Yeah, I think uh, adapting uh, quickly (laughs) is probably the the fair part given the amount of change and volatility in the market at the moment. But I think that probably is a fair summary is that we have to adapt. Um, One of the things that we pride ourselves on and we focus on is still our discipline. It's retaining our discipline through volatile markets. It's focusing on the core points and issues, but it's actually not being so rigid that you can't change to them. We've gone through sort of a reversal in some points. Interest rates are a good dynamic to to focus on. From that, we've gone from near zero uh, to to near five, um, and we've done that very quickly. And that I think it's the response to rapid change will create opportunity, uh, but uh, but it will mean that you you have to find your anchor points. And that for me is about discipline in terms of our approach and our investment and what we're looking at. So. I think that's really where we are but i would sort of pick up on one of your earlier points um whilst we are talking about the technical part technical part i think it's important to find interest in what you do um because that will keep you there through markets that you don't recognize or haven't navigated before um and also just to to try and do that with your 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 team and your uh people keep them all involved let everybody learn through we're all learning as we go through this process so uh, just because someone has more experience doesn't mean they have the only answer. So we try to keep a, uh, an open mind and, and sort of let people um, air their views um, as we try and navigate the markets and where we are now. Great. And so thank you so much um, for your time
0: today, Lorna. That's been really helpful and interesting for me to listen to and I'm sure equally um, for everyone else who's going to be. So thank you so much for your time. Thank you very much for having
1: me, Emma. Uh, delighted to join you and uh, thank you for the questions. Uh mm-hmm. you.